Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Bears. I'm your host, Lauren Cox, from Pro Football Focus and USA Today's BearsWire.com, and I'm here to bring you your daily Chicago Bears talk on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. The Chicago Bears are taking on the Arizona Cardinals on Saturday night, and I am here to bring you everything you need to know about both teams entering that game with a particular focus on the blue and orange. Let's get right into it here. Let's talk about the surprise find of the offseason for the Arizona Cardinals at the quarterback position. Blaine Gabbert has all of a sudden reemerged in Arizona. He was a former first-round pick by the Jacksonville Jaguars and looked like a pretty steady bust, and I guess given that he was released by his team and has not played that well in his NFL career, is a certified bust. I believe he was the 10th overall pick in the 2011 draft off the top of my head there. Didn't live up to those expectations, went to the San Francisco 49ers last year, played against the Chicago Bears in that game against the 49ers. And then this offseason, the Arizona Cardinals brought him in trying to take a flyer on a, a young quarterback or a, a formerly well-touted quarterback, and he's played pretty well in two preseason games here. Not a lot of deep game from him, but he's a guy that has been working the middle of the field in that you know short to intermediate range very well. And, and more specifically, it's not as though he's just finding his, his tight ends and his slot receivers as much, but the majority of the time, it's those outside receivers working their way more towards the middle. And you know, certainly there's some dump-offs to running backs and some plays to tight ends, but the majority of the time you're seeing those slants and in routes and post routes working, you know, different levels of the middle of the field and he's been hitting it very consistently. But when you're looking at the Arizona Cardinals on the other side of that, their wide receivers have been pretty bad this preseason. Even their head coach, Bruce Arians admitted as much earlier this week. He was talking to the media about the performance of his wide receivers, you know, not only this preseason, but also in practices, and he had some pretty, uh, a real quick scathing comment to say, take a listen here to Bruce Arians at a press conference earlier this week. Um, not very pleased with our wide receiver room. I must have, been, must have been seeing things back in the spring when I said we had 12 guys that could play in the NFL. I think we might have two. So Bruce Arians says the Arizona Cardinals might have two wide receivers right now worth playing in the NFL. Those two obviously have to be Larry Fitzgerald, the future Hall of Famer, and John Brown, the former undrafted rookie free agent wide receiver for them, who has really proven to be a, a major speedster and a big deep threat for their offense. So what does that mean for the Bears in this preseason game? Well, I think it's still going to present a challenge for the Bears cornerbacks here just because a guy like Gabbard is throwing the ball so well. And Carson Palmer has been fine, you know, average when he's been in the game for those limited snaps with the first team. But I do think you're going to see some challenge here for the Bears cornerbacks, especially those backups against Blaine Gabbard. I think a guy like Kyle Fuller is going to be in the spotlight and a guy like Jonathan Banks opposite him, two guys I'm definitely going to keep an eye on. And of course, behind them, a Cravan LeBlanc and a B.W. Webb. You'll see plenty of them in action and you might actually see a little bit more because Bryce Callahan and Prince Amukamara did not practice as of Thursday. And Amukamara has been dealing with some more longer-term ankle stuff here. So we might see Kyle Fuller come out with the starting group. And Cravan LeBlanc might be your starting slot cornerback in the game. And I think you're going to see that and see them play 
through quite a bit of the game through the first half and into the third quarter perhaps going to be a, a lot of snaps for them and some big tests against some quality quarterback play and and maybe that even opens up a little bit more for DeAndre Hall to a guy that at the bottom of the the barrel right now in terms of the depth chart couldn't get a lot of playing time last week against the Denver Broncos if uh, Mukamara is out and Callahan is out that's more snaps for him to step up later in that fourth quarter get to see a little bit more of the fourth round pick the Cardinals running backs you know behind the quarterbacks they've really been nothing all that special I mean David Johnson hasn't played for them this preseason he's been banged up and you're just not seeing everyone else make guys miss or really create many yards after contact. It's not as though it's a, a group with a lot of big names remaining. I mean, they still have Chris Johnson, the veteran, but he hasn't been playing that much this preseason. They have uh, Kerwin Williams and Elijah Penny. I mean, a, a bunch of names here, even a rookie, TJ Logan, who's actually been playing well, but just in limited opportunity. And then they also have Andre Ellington, a bunch of guys that are sort of just a guy, you know, a group of average running backs that haven't been able to make a lot of plays or make or extend plays with their legs very well. So I'm looking for another big game here from Nick Kwiatkowski. Again, he against the Denver Broncos had a phenomenal game. If you go back and haven't heard, I believe it was Tuesday this week, I did a a film review podcast of the Bears defense and special teams against the Denver Broncos, and it was hard not to gush repeatedly about what Nick Kwiatkowski was able to do especially against the run. The Cardinals do have some young talent at the tight end position, but none of them have really stepped up and dominated. They have a lot of guys that have been, you know, former undrafted free agents or guys that have sort of flown under the radar, a seventh-round pick, things like that behind their two starters. A guy like Troy Nicklaus, who was a second-round pick for them a couple years ago, and Jermaine Gresham, they've been working with the first team there and have been absolutely solid, but behind them, They've got uh, four young guys, Hakeem Vallis, Ifiani Moma, Gerald Christian, and Ricky Seals-Jones. They've been rotating quite a bit. They all offer you know, some nice receiving ability with some blocking ability to varying degrees. A guy like Vallis might be more of a receiver, and a guy like Gerald Christian might be more of a blocker. You know, Little things like that, but you're still seeing four young, talented tight ends there all fighting for their jobs. And you might see them then challenge some of these Bears inside linebackers in coverage. Not as though it's it's a major challenge. I mean, none of these guys are, you know, the the are the physical freaks that are difficult to cover with, you know, too fast for a linebacker, too slow for safety. It's not as though any of these guys quite fit that category, but you're still seeing young, talented tight ends that have played well this preseason. And I'm curious to see how, you know, a guy like Christian Jones handled that in coverage and how even a Kwiatkowski continues to develop in that area and I want to see him in particular step up in coverage and continue to shut down backup tight ends. Where the Cardinals offense has been most dominant in my opinion has been with that offensive line particularly in pass protection and I think that's been a big part of Blaine Gabbert's success is he hasn't been put under pressure really all that much and so he's able to drop back with a clean pocket scan the field find his guys open over the middle and deliver consistent balls and I think that's Part of where you see his regular season play drop off is, you know, he doesn't get that same pass protection and a lot of quarterbacks struggle under pressure. He does in particular. And so it'll be critical for the Bears to try and get pressure on him and all of the Arizona Cardinals quarterbacks. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Jonathan Bullard steps up this week. I talked on that defensive film review podcast about how 
disappointed and concerned I was about Bullard's lack of a pass rush against the Denver Broncos. He really looked like a guy that might be limited to a two-down you know, run guy who's not going to play a lot of nickel and passing situations. We'll see if he can maybe show a little bit more in terms of pass rushing moves and maybe a little bit more of a motor. There was times in that game where it just didn't seem like he was quite going as full speed as everyone else was. And I think we're likely going to see a lot of the undrafted rookie free agents at the outside linebacker position, Isaiah Irving and Hendrick Ekpe, with uh, a guy like Pernell McPhee still mystery knee injury in the other knee, and then Lamar Houston's been sidelined with his own little nicks and, and bruises here. So I think they're not, they're not going to put a, a veteran like Houston out there if he's not 100% fully ready to go. So, you know, it's going to be Willie Young and Leonard Floyd with the first team, and then Sam Macho rotates in there. And then you got Dan Scuda, but I think we're going to get another long look at these undrafted rookie free agent outside linebackers. They're two guys that I haven't really talked about much on the show, I believe, this is the first time I've even given their full names, Isaiah Irving and Hendrick Ekpe. So big milestone for them in Lockdown Bears history. But, you know, neither one against the Denver Broncos made a lot of plays. Neither one was really horrible with the third string. They just sort of were quiet, you know, gave decent effort. And it seemed as though the tackles that they went against were having to work to keep them from winning in pass protection in particular. They were active with their hands and their feet, but they weren't able to actually finish pass rushes and then get around the block and either get a pressure, a hit, or a sack on on quarterbacks in that game. They were just rather average for, you know, undrafted rookie free agents working with the third string. Similar similar storyline for Roy Roberts and Harris, too. I want to see him, a former edge player, he was a 4-3 defensive end at UTEP, came to the Bears last year as an undrafted rookie free agent at the outside linebacker position. Now he's at 5-technique defensive end. Let's see him pass rush here against some really quality pass protection he wasn't a guy that played all that well in my opinion last week against the Denver Broncos wasn't horrible but again wasn't making plays fits it like with those outside linebackers let's see this guy who's supposed to be the physical freak who looks like the physical freak and runs like the physical freak let's see him win one-on-one matchups as a pass rusher and in run defense too and start to make those plays that could potentially earn him a roster spot because Right now, he seems destined for the practice squad, especially with you know Jonathan Bullard and a Jay Howard ahead of him on the depth chart. But if he starts making some plays, it might be too difficult for the Bears to get rid of him. Let's see him step up against some very quality competition in the in the Arizona Cardinals offensive line, particularly in pass protection. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Moving over to the Arizona Cardinals defense now. As good as their offensive line was in pass protection, I think their defensive line may have been even better. That might be the absolute strength of this team across the board, at least in the preseason, which, again, doesn't mean that much. It only means anything for the context of the Bears playing them on Saturday. But this defensive line has been very good against the run. First team, second team, third team. They've done a good job of not letting guards and tackles and centers move them where they want 
to be moved and instead it's them who are setting the edge it's they are the ones that are controlling where the blockers go and it's been doing a great job of freeing things up for the linebackers behind them which I'll get to in a little bit here but I really want to see how the Bears backup offensive line in particular steps up I think it's going to challenge them to create space for a Kadeem Carey for a Benny Cunningham maybe a, a Jeremy Langford he's been practicing I might see him on Saturday against the Arizona Cardinals let's see how this backup offensive line can step up I want to see Hronis Grasu take a step forward because I, I was disappointed with how he played last week the good thing for him is that this Cardinals defensive line unlike the Broncos defensive line the Cardinals don't have any you know 350 pound guys but plenty of talented guys at that 300 range it's still not going to be easy for Hronis Grasu especially when they have a guy like Robert Nkemdiche starting to play well for them he was their first round pick last year sort of had a disappointing rookie year, didn't play a whole lot, didn't seem to be able to crack the rotation, but he's been playing consistently this preseason at a high level, rotating through the inside and more on the edge here and there. Really a versatile weapon, and I want to see how a, a Grasso can handle that, and especially two, two guys that played well last week against the Denver Broncos that I think are working to solidify their spots on the 53-man roster, Taylor Boggs and Tom Compton. Let's see how they continue to play and see if they can continue to play well against now what I would say is a tougher defensive line, at least in terms of playing the run. They've been you know, okay as pass rushers, but like the Bears scheme, this isn't a team that relies on their defensive line to get to the quarterback as much as they do their outside linebackers. So we'll see exactly how the Bears are going to handle this in the running game. You know, the Bradley Souls, the Jordan Morgan, the Cyril Richardsons of the world, the William Poles, those guys need to step up because they're all on the outside looking in. And it's going to be interesting to see if any of them can unseat the players who are clearly ahead of them. But I'm, I'm particularly interested in, you know, Bradley Soul and Tom Compton as the backup offensive tackles here because the Cardinals outside linebackers have been playing pretty well. They have this guy who has really come out of nowhere. His name is, well... It's Cap Cappy, C-A-P space C-A-P-I. I think his real name is something else that's slightly easier to pronounce. I believe it's his, his real name is Nordley Cappy, but he's been going by Cap Cappy. He was an undrafted free agent with the Jacksonville Jaguars like two years ago and then bounced around on a couple practice squads, spent time in Baltimore and Atlanta before coming to Arizona, spending some time on their practice squad last year and now playing very, very well. This preseason, I believe, in the first preseason game for the Cardinals. They've had two so far because they were in the Hall of Fame game. I believe it was that Hall of Fame game where Cappy was the highest-graded defensive player and, and of any individual game this preseason of any player. By pro football focus, he had a, a bunch of pressures as a pass rusher, really working that edge well and making a small preseason name for himself and trying to find a way on that 53-man roster. They have some other talent at the outside linebacker position, particularly with the starters. You know, they have a Marcus Golden on the outside. They just, you know, they traded for Chandler Jones last year. They brought in Jarvis Jones from Pittsburgh. And they, they also had Kareem Martin as a former third-round pick, too. They, they've got some names there on the outside that can rush the passer. And a guy like Bradley Soule has struggled in pass protection as a backup tackle. Tom Compton hasn't been nearly as reliable in pass protection as he has been as a run blocker. Let's see them step up against talented outside linebackers on the Arizona Cardinals.
I mentioned earlier about how well the Cardinals' defensive line has done to free up things for their inside linebackers, and I think that's sort of what defines that inside linebacker group. They're not a guy, they're not guys that are necessarily making big individual plays, but when the defensive line forces the running back to go where he doesn't want to go, it's always into the arms of those inside linebackers. And so you're seeing these linebackers just sort of step up, do their job, and make a tackle and, and sort of get the credit when their defensive linemen really did the bulk of the dirty work. And so it's not as though the the inside linebackers have been dominating. They're just doing their jobs while the defensive line has been dominating. But the one thing with these inside linebackers, they're not a particularly mobile group. I mean, a guy like Hassan Riddick, their first-round pick this year, he can move really well. He can play some inside and outside. But, you know, they've got Carlos Dansby and Scooby Wright and Philip Wheeler, three guys that they're not rangy inside linebackers by any means. And I think this is where you could see some more action from the tight end position with the Bears offense. I want to see Adam Shaheen step up and play like a second-round pick. He would said how last week against the Denver Broncos was sort of the wake-up call, welcome to the NFL moment for him, had a few drop passes, was just pretty average as a blocker. And let's see him come up with a second and third team here, get a favorable matchup against an inside linebacker that maybe isn't as good in coverage, and win. Use that size, use that mobility, use that hands, use those hands, use that frame, and be a difference maker and a, a positive advantage for the Bears in the passing game. Even a Daniel Brown, too, who doesn't nearly have the size of a Shaheen, but he's a converted wide receiver. He's got speed. He's got mobility. Let's see him get a one-on-one matchup with Scooby Wright and just outrun him down the field, whether that's across the middle or just deep. I think you can see the Bears' tight end step up and get a physical advantage one way or another in coverage here in that passing game because I don't know if we're going to see as much of it from the wide receivers. And it's not as though that the Arizona Cardinals secondary has been dominant. I, I know I think they're they've been sort of very average this preseason, but it's they're not they're not giving up many plays. But they're also not making a lot of plays. So, you know, you're not seeing interceptions and a lot of plays on the balls, but you're not seeing the the deep coverage bust where, you know, forty yards down the sideline, big play. And I think because the Arizona Cardinals secondary it's not a big secondary. They don't have a lot of guys over six feet. Not you know, no one's super tiny, but just not a lot of size and length there. This is an opportunity for all of the Bears wide receivers to be more physical. It's something we haven't seen a lot from any of them. You know, I thought a guy like Josh Bellamy might have been your most physical receiver last week, but you know, when when Deontay Thompson is out there for a lot of snaps, let's see him be a little bit more physical. Let's see Kevin White be a lot more physical. He's a big receiver. He he was very physical in college, but doesn't seem to show that confidence here in the NFL in the preseason. Let's see him maybe push around a smaller cornerback and make a play. Let's see Tanner Gentry work the deep field and, and sort of body out a receiver down there, a cornerback down the sideline, get that step on him, use his hands and win those deep balls that he was able to do so effectively at Wyoming. The, the one guy to keep an eye on here in the Cardinals secondary is Buda Baker. He's the, their second-round rookie out of Washington. He's sort of a safety, sort of a slot cornerback. They use him at both. They play him a lot in the box. He, he's he's small. You know, he's not a—I think he's like 5'10", 175, but he is pretty explosive, flies around the field, makes plays not only on the ball but also as a tackler, not afraid to get his nose in there, get dirty, and, and fight through some contact. 
So let's see Victor Cruz put some veteran moves on a rookie safety slash slot cornerback and step up and move up in this slot wide receiver competition because, like I talked about on yesterday's show, updating you on a lot of these positional battles, Victor Cruz is behind Kendall Wright, I think, by a, a decent margin. Let's see Cruz beat Buda Baker, who's been playing well this preseason, and continue to look quick and look more like the 1,300-yard the receiver for the New York Giants and less like the player who played last year to very little success. And more importantly here, just not in terms of the Cardinals, but let's see Mitch Trubisky put on another show. I want to see this rookie quarterback not only build off of what he did last week and replicate it, but let's see him take it a step further. He was a guy that he, he had some of the benefit that I talked about with Blaine Gabbert because the Bears left him a lot of extra blockers in pass protection. I talked about it on Monday's show with the film review of the offense. A lot of extra, you know, a tight end would stay in the block, a running back would stay in the block, and they did a good job of keeping Mitch Trubisky clean. And when Mitch Trubisky had a clean pocket, he was firing like a first-round pick. It looked like he was ready to take over for Mike Glennon. I still think he is ready to take over for Mike Glennon, but you saw a pretty significant drop-off when he was under pressure. He wasn't under pressure a lot, so it was such a small sample size. It's not, you know, it's not conclusive enough to say Mitch Trubisky is bad under pressure at the NFL level. It was something he was very solid at in college, but he was a guy, you know, on the the eight dropbacks, he was under pressure. He took off on scrambles on two of them. He ended up throwing six passes, completed two of them, 33% completion percentage for 25 yards, just 4.2 yards per attempt. Let's see him... Maybe maybe he's going to be under pressure a little bit more against the Arizona Cardinals. I think the Bears are intentionally trying to keep him clean. But let's see him make strides in that area. Because when he was kept clean, 16 of 19 and a touchdown, 141 yards. That's 84% completion. We know what this quarterback can do when he is given time to throw, when he can read the coverage, and when he can use that arm to deliver some very beautiful passes, albeit with the third-string offense. Let's see him put in perhaps some more difficult situations and let's see him respond to that and let's see Mike Glennon respond to a horrible week one preseason performance horrible Bears debut he's got an opportunity now to put that all behind him come out against the Arizona Cardinals a a, a team that's not going to be easy you know their defense is going to probably slow down Jordan Howard again and Tariq Cohen you're not going to see a big running performance you know to help take some pressure off of Mike Glennon in the game but it's preseason. Let's see him deliver some throws. He's got his, you know, he's gonna, he's got a pretty healthy wide receiver core in terms of the guys that he's going to be working with in the regular season. I know Marcus Wheaton isn't out there with the broken finger after the appendectomy, but you know, Cameron Meredith and Kevin White are gonna be his starting wide receivers, and Deion Sims is gonna be his starting tight end. He's got the weapons that he's going to have in the regular season. I'm assuming Kyle Long isn't gonna play, so he won't quite have the offensive line that he's going to have in the regular season. But still, let's see how Mike Glennon responds. Let's see him deliver some throws downfield. Let's see him remain confident despite the pressure that's building, despite the anxiety of a Mitchell Trubisky breathing down his neck on the depth chart. He needs to come out like a starting quality quarterback who can put every throw behind him, take it one play at a time. If he throws another pick six, whatever. Next play is a new play, a new drive. Let's get this offense going. You know, Let's see him command this team like a starting quarterback and not look scared on the field, have no signs of any wavering confidence. 
run the offense, find the open receivers, show better placement, and give Bears fans some confidence in the quarterback that the coaching staff seems to be stubborn about keeping as the starter for Week 1. I think it would take two more terrible preseason performances from Glennon with two more great preseason performances from Mitchell Trubisky before you see this coaching staff even consider making a change there. But I think regardless, they're going to roll with Glennon at least through the start of the regular season. I'm not ready to make any predictions beyond perhaps the first couple games of Mike Glennon starting. Let's see how he responds this preseason. Maybe we can all feel a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more confident in the tall starting quarterback that Ryan Pace invested a good $15 million a year on this offseason. No matter what happens with these quarterbacks, no matter what happens with the Bears defense trying to get a pass rush on the Arizona Cardinals, even if Blaine Gabbert is tearing it up again, we will be glued to this TV. We were so exciting to watch Mitch Trubisky last week, and I'm really excited to see how he follows it up. I know my listeners on Locked On Bears here, we're diehard football fans. We're going to be watching through the end of fourth quarter. I'm hoping to get a good look at this film over this weekend and perhaps bring out some more film analysis early next week. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on iTunes. Keep up with all of our daily Chicago Bears talk. You can follow me on Twitter at Cox Sports One. That's C O X Sports One. You can also follow this podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. I'm excited for some Bears football. It's back. I, you know, you miss it in the summer, but it's preseason football. It's better than nothing. And we're going to watch it. We're going to tune in and we're going to bear down. <laughs> <laughs>